in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host and lover of garlic bread, Taylor Sokol. Uh, and I'm a fellow lover of garlic bread and wine, and we love all the Italian food. The reason we bring that up is because this week we are reviewing the new biographical crime drama film, House of Gucci. This was written by Becky Johnson, Roberto Bentevegna, and directed by Ridley Scott. So this was a movie that we saw a while ago. We saw a first image of Adam Driver and Lady Gaga cast uh, in what looked like a very snowy scene. And it was like, oh, we're getting a film uh, depicting the events of the Gucci family and the big uh, crime that happened with that. Uh, and it, you know, from the trailers, it had a very good vibe. It uh, stellar cast. You know, we're getting some big names in here: Jared Leto, Al Pacino, Jeremy Irons, Salma Hayek. As I said, Adam Driver, Lady Gaga, some big names. And this movie has now been released. We both seen it. I gotta say, we have probably different opinions than uh, maybe some general audience. I will say one thing before we get into our review itself. Uh, could tell there was definitely a lot of just pure Lady Gaga fans in the movie last night who did not realize that she is the monster of the movie. <laughs> like, there was a lot of fans that were shocked of the events that happened in the movie and were on her side. And I was like, I guess they didn't really understand this as a true story and the history that goes behind it. But anyway, Taylor, we're not really doing a spoiler review today. It's kind of hard to spoil a story that is already part of happened. history. Yeah. You know, what is a brief synopsis of House of Gucci? Well, the film follows Patrizio Reggiani, who played by Lady Gaga, and Maurizio Gucci, played by Adam Driver, um, as they develop this romance and eventually get married and transforms from uh, basically into a fight for the control of the Italian fashion brand we know as Gucci. And so there is a lot of family inner turmoil. There is um, uh, this lust for greed and power and, you know, kind of a bit of a rags to riches story and um, a bit of, you know, a lot of these tried and true tropes that we have seen, I'll say that five times fast, um, that we have seen in film. And again, a big theme, we should change the name of the podcast to Sins of the Father. But a big thing we have here is the Sins of the Father and, you know, um, this kind of butting the heads, but it's it was interesting that you know I didn't really going into this movie know much about the the Gucci family. Same, uh, and I know you said this earlier, I believe, but again, this is based on the book on uh, two thousand one, uh, so about twenty yes, years ago. A, yeah, the House of Gucci: A Sensational Story of Murder, Madness, Glamour, and Greed by Sarah Gay Fordham. Um, so. Yeah, I will say as well, there was a lot that I didn't really know about this story. Um, I, I briefly Googled a little bit of kind of what happens in the end. Uh, again, it's a true story. You can look it up. Uh, but yeah, I didn't really know, you know, Gucci. It's like with any of these high fashion brands, you know, guys, we're simple guys. We we shop at Target. We shop at, you know, Nordstrom's. We don't really we're not we're not going off, you know, uh, Gucci all the time. But uh, I didn't you know, I didn't know much about the history and. I will say one thing that I did kind of like about the film is 
you you see a lot of how quickly the brand would like be on the downhill because of certain choices in the family. Like, you know, they're obviously very wealthy. You know, they, they have these wealthy houses in different countries, villas, et cetera. Obviously they dress very, very, the fashion, this movie is a, a huge uh, plus, but you see how like sometimes one decision makes it also like the profits are millions and millions of dollars down and you know how, Sometimes choices need to be made that even go against the family to better the company. And so much of them taking pride in the name Gucci, it's sometimes even more than a family thing. It's like they're so obsessed with the brand that it's like, you know, I'm a Gucci, I'm a Gucci. Uh, And it's just, yeah, it was interesting about that. But I will say this is a flawed movie, a flawed movie with some some good moments, some, you know, there are some good performances in this. There's some great shots and like it, it it's it's first flaw. It's too long. Yeah, way too long. This is a very long over two and a half hour. Uh, yeah, it's two hours and 37 minutes. Of course, we don't you know that includes credits, but still that's a long movie. And there's a lot of random like time jumps. And there wasn't like, oh, this is now the year 1960, 19. 19- no, it's just like things move through time and you have to kind of go along with it there is a bit of an and and definitely i think and critics will agree but we both you know agree heavily there's a very inconsistent tone as well with the film um but on top before i go into that what you were saying i thought that you know when the trailer was put out it seemed a very glitzy 80s kind of film which which i was all for i think no matter how far in the future we go to going back to the 80s there's something about that the decade of excess. And I think nothing about something about this story about greed and excess, it fits that kind of brand so well. But it was kind of like we were kind of in the 80s, we're kind of not. It was it was not really like they didn't really stay in like a time zone and they and like you said, they didn't really keep consistent the years. I wish there was a little bit more like subtitles like the nineteen something, nineteen eighty what. Well also they never really set up how Gucci becomes a successful brand in the first place yeah there should have been gone there should have been this time like the beginning like like you know jeremy irons plays adam driver's father he he and al pacino are the two brothers that are you know 50 50 they own the whole gucci line and you know we're, we're getting little hints that jared leto's character who is al pacino's son apollo he wants to design but Jeremy Irons is one is, you know, I designed this when I was, you know, the Jackie Kennedy wore that scarf and stuff. And I want a little bit more of Jeremy Irons as a whole. He's not in the movie a ton, uh, which I think was a was a loss because I think he's a fantastic character. But, you know, again, you have to see that where his allegiance lines with the, the brand more than uh, the family itself sometimes. And of course, uh, there's a huge, as you said earlier, Rags to riches, you know, there's an instant bias against Patricia because she comes from lesser means than um, his family. But I kind of wanted more of just the fashion world as a whole. There, there is there is a, a good chunk of it. You know, we see some fashion uh, shows and we see some designing moments and some about the money. But I will say kind of like we were going off of like the maybe 80s vibe and the, the trailer made it look much more like, oh, this is going to be a real crime uh, heavy, you know, intense drama. It's very slow for a lot of the movie. Yes, and not not and not in a good way. Um, and and now going to saying the inconsistencies. You know, the trailer made it seem very, very 
dramatic, very intense, like we're going to get to see a proper crime drama and um, based on really real life events um, and, you know, reading into like a lot of what they're saying, this this came off very campy and very silly at times where it didn't need to be. So throughout the movie, and many times you keep going back and forth, like I'm on a, a bumper car. Wait, is this supposed to be funny? Is it supposed to be serious? So I'm laughing at times like, is this supposed to be funny? Or, you know, this is supposed to be a little dramatic. So I think that was like, you know, we've got some high profile actors in this. And I think sometimes that's to the film's detriment where it's better to get unknown people because then you're just seeing that person. But for some of these actors in here, and you know, quite notably, we're we're big Leto fans, um, and Al Pacino, they really come off very campy and silly, like almost like they're on Mad TV or SNL, you know. <laughs> well, especially you know Al Pacino coming from one of the greatest Italian crime, you know, trilogies of all time, you know, The Godfather, a movie that has been revered as one of the you know top films of all time. This movie, him and Jared Leto, yeah, they're like these they like stock characters that come out of nowhere. And it's just weird that like, I don't know why Hollywood is still having this weird trouble of, especially nowadays where we're trying to be a little more sensitive with uh, casting appropriate people in, you know, certain type of roles, especially if it comes from ethnicity or heritage or background that we're still getting actors. I mean, I guess Pacino himself is Italian, so I guess that's fine, but it's like, (laughs) it almost was like we're watching Mario and Luigi. Uh, the Mario Brothers, especially Jared Leto. Jared Leto is he's got this bald cap, this hair, this stash, and he is just hamming it up. I mean, it was chewing the scenery. You know what? You know what remind me of a couple times? I thought I was watching Sweeney Todd and when it was Senior Pirelli. Yeah. Ah, you see this foolish man like Sasha Baron Cohen could have done this role. <laughs> Papa, I want to be a designer. Or almost it was like it was almost like Dana Carvey in Master Disguise. Ah, Pistachio Disguise. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like if you're trying to do a very authentic biographical film that's telling the true story of this these events, you're not gonna want to have that. And so I can't, I guess, flaw Leto for the entire thing because again, it always goes back to the director. So Ridley Scott, who I mean, again, this is the man who's brought us some of the best movies of all time, you know, Alien, Gladiator, etc. I don't know where where his mind was that he thought that was the direction I want to go with. Because it's not it's not the same for everybody. I will say, you know, as I mentioned, Jeremy Irons, I think, is, is great as Rodolfo, uh, you know, the head of the Gucci family. Adam Driver, I really enjoyed in this performance. He's very grounded. Um, he doesn't come off like a caricature or something. And he does no, have I this... was really impressed with that. Yeah. And, you know, Adam Driver, we love him a lot of things. I mean, he's never really done a bad movie in my mind so far. He's been in a bad movie. Well, never done a bad performance. Never done a bad performance. He's He's been in a couple of bad movies. <laughs> uh, Rise of Skywalker. But um, it's... Uh, like he he has that great like he's the nerdy young member of the family doesn't really know the business that well meets the attractive girl that sweeps him off his feet and then is swept up and over the course of the film as he becomes more like his father in the business side it was a really impressive role for him i thought like okay that was good and and lady gaga you know she really has stepped up to show that she has acting chops you know kind of following the footsteps of like madonna before her of you know that these singers that come in and and even though they're known to be a pop star has shown acting chops i mean she did win the golden globe for best actress before so i'm curious to see 
if she'll be nominated for this. I mean, a lot of it I did enjoy, but there was moments where it did also feel for her like it was a little bit of that performance, like you're seeing the acting at work, you know? So I'm not sure where it stands overall as a film. It's like I wanted a little more of that, the crime, a little more of the intensity. And it just, yeah, there was, there was just moments where I was like, this wasn't what I was expecting, uh, you know, for this story. And it's also, I think, you know, again, this is not really a spoiler because it's already happened, but the way that the movie ends, we skip a lot of moments. I think would have been better to see. Um, it's like straight to the trial, straight to the credits. I was like, we have no moment of the capture, the no moment of the mystery of like figuring out that it was her. Like there's all the stuff that I wanted from the ending that I felt was rushed. Um, and so that I think was a was a flaw of the film, especially for a two and a half hour plus movie. You needed more of the actual grip gritty stuff, you know. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think this just goes back to it's it's got to be uh, full effort. I think when you got the helm of the ship, really Scott, not really sure where he was going with this film, and it's a shame. But again, hey, I'm glad that we got to check out this film, and of course, you can check out this film now. Uh, in theaters, House of Gucci, and that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.